Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, I'm Dr. Doreen Downing, psychologist and host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. What I do is invite guests who have some kind of story to tell about somewhere in their life feeling like they didn't have a voice. And we get to hear what those circumstances were, what happened or what was going on. And it's always something new. And that's one of the things about this podcast that I think keeps people coming back is that the stories are all so different. Plus, how people find their voice and what they can do now is such a a journey and it can be such an inspiration. So today, let me introduce you to Donna Tastin. Donna is the founder of Vibrant Living International, a nonprofit organization. And she's also a life mastery coach and ordained minister, podcaster, and author. And she helps bring accelerated transformation. I'm going to say that again, accelerated transformation. That's a wonderful idea. She helps bring accelerated transformation to people across the world. And her passion is to help you reach your full potential. She specializes in helping you turn your baggage into luggage so you can live the life of your dreams using and developing your spiritual intelligence. And Donna has been speaking and coaching for over 25 years. It's a little bit more I'd like to say about you, Donna, before we get to the meat of today, but uh, She has developed powerful programs and workshops to help you through life's transitions and pain to achieve your goals and dreams. She also produces a podcast, and it's called You Were Designed for Greatness and has written four books. And her clients say she has a knack for turning fear into excitement and exposing lies so that the truth can shine through. Well, welcome, Donna. Thank you, Doreen. Yeah, it sure sounds like you and I have been on a similar kind of journey and are now at a point in our lives where we can offer people guidance back to who they truly are inside. But I'm sure, like my own story, uh, but today is your story, that we didn't start out that way. Uh, we yeah. might have been, yeah, I think we were born inside. Yes. Something happened to us. Uh, so that's where I'd like to start with you, a story, origin story, perhaps you might say. Sure. Um, the I grew up in a blended family. And, and the, one of the events that definitely shaped who I became at that point in my life was at the age of 14, Um, Someone that I knew hurt me and I became pregnant. And so at the age of 15, I'm a mother. And so to gloss over that (laughs) in that little couple sentences does not even begin to describe the amount of pain, shame, embarrassment, hiding, 
um, that I went through during those times. And as I began to become an adult and have other children and get married, one of the things that I noticed is um, I call it very hiding or finding your voice. One of the things that I had an event where I was really crying for that little girl is that her voice didn't matter. What she had to say didn't matter. Um, And her feelings were wrong. I say that with air quotes, you know, it's like everything about that period of time was, is that there was no voice. And as I began to step into the role I'm in today, one of the ways it came up with my coach and is they wanted me to do videos. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can, I'll talk to people on the phone and I will, you know, post things on social media, but I'm not doing videos. And so we began to dig what, it, why are you, why are you hiding? You know, why do you feel like being visible or you're finding your voice is, is not okay. And so we began to do work around that and learning that it wasn't all right. I, I, it's like you go past the childhood and you don't recognize that the trauma has occurred and you can't share. Being visible to me meant I was going to be in trouble. So if so, as an adult, if my boss said, come in the office, he could most of the time was commending me or giving me more work. But every time my name was called, my gut would drop. And I'm like, what's going to happen that's bad? And so that was the feeling I had about speaking up and finding my voice and being visible and being able to be who God created me to be was ha- learning how to rewrite that story so that I didn't still feel like that little girl anymore. Already you've said so much. I, I, there's so many points I'd like to have. Let's you. go into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first of all, what you just said about the little girl. And so that there's a sense inside of you that there is a being that was way more vulnerable. And of course, at that age, you know, early teens, we don't have a lot of capacity to say, no, stop, this is wrong or whatever. But uh, just say more about that little one inside. Well, it was part of my healing process was to um, talk to, if I, if you will, the little girl inside of me and tell her what she should have been told. Um, it, I did have the capacity to say no, and this is not okay, but it wasn't all right. I couldn't do that. It wasn't allowed. What do you so mean in the situation, what you um, mean? what my, my opinions weren't allowed. It wasn't whatever I had to say. It was told to be quiet and not to speak. Um, and so it wasn't all right without going into more detail. That's uh, anyone else that's experienced that will definitely get what I mean by that. And then learning how to recognize um, when that part of you that's still reacting as a child did and recognizing it so that you can work through those kind of things. What I tended to do is get really busy so you don't hear those voices. 
So you don't hear that impulse you just get busier and you just do more um, rather than taking the time to look it in the eye and to process and heal. I love what you just said, the facing and looking and the part of you that then faces and looks. I think that first there's courage to turn around and uh, go within, but also the kind of listening and looking say say some things about that kind of approach it's being still which you know we run away from how many times do we look at our devices we're never you know it's like we're not being still and actually listening to um what your thoughts are not somebody else's thoughts not something you read on social media but what are your thoughts What are the thoughts that you think about what happened to you, about what's going on currently in your life? What are your thoughts? And really begin to listen to yourself. Um, My way was journaling, writing it down. Um, Sometimes I destroyed it. I didn't want anybody to find it. But it's learning how to get still, get quiet, and really listen. The deeper kind of listening, I hear what you say, that Mm -hmm. comes from being uh, non-reactive to what you are letting the little one say. I have a lot of people who I work with and then they go, I don't want any, just like you said something about not wanting people to see it. So they never do the journaling, but there Mm -hmm. are so many now online, there's an app called uh, 750words.com and it's all private apparently. I don't know, maybe people... Anything online doesn't feel private to me. I know. I can, write, I can write it on a piece of paper and throw it away or burn it or something. But online, I would not put any of that stuff online. That just... Right. That wouldn't sit okay with me. But, you know, you can put... You have notes in your phone. Type it in the phone. I mean, there's all kinds of ways. But there is something very lethargic about writing. That's what I it was is, getting to. Whatever, yeah. Whatever way you can find... Because what you're talking about is voice, a voice that is buried inside and has for a lot of people, you know, tucked way back when, even earlier than 14, where they just have not had access. Mine started earlier than that, too. Yeah. Um, And it's learning that what I, um, when we've been told your voice doesn't matter and what you have to say is wrong then you begin to doubt yourself. And we listen to other people. When I got, when I mentioned the spiritual intelligence, part of the things I teach about is using our intuition and being able to follow our gut in what we know is right or wrong. And when I ask women that I work with in my different programs, and I ask them is, can you name a time that your gut told you, your intuition told you not to do something you did And it turned out badly and everybody can raise their hand. It's like, we've all not listened to that. We minimize that voice. And to me, that's one of the most important voices. We minimize the voice of our intuition, which to me is linked to God. That's my story to be able to listen and know when something feels right or wrong to be able to go. But we People do all kinds of things. They become a different career than they are because somebody told them they should and they don't even like it. You know, all kinds of ways that we listen to other voices rather than our own 
And rather than um, valuing it, when we've been told it's wrong all our life, that's a big transition to be able to listen to that. Right. It is a, um, there has to be some kind of uh, understanding that behind us lies some answers or within us, that's partly what you're talking about, lies not only where the pain happened, but also also you're saying the spiritual. I call I call her, it, him, the essence, the essence of who we are. And that's, you know, we're born with that. And you have mentioned greatness. So that whole sense of what got um, not reflected back to us early on. Instead, the messages and the voice that came to us was don't or stop or you don't matter or shut up. <laughs> Any mm-hmm. of those kinds of things that then makes the voice not be able to develop itself from the inside. So it's almost like a weak muscle that is inside. And then you growing up later saying, hmm, let me take this inner journey and then knowing <laughs> how to do it. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, the, the whole approach and the discovery. I like, I like the way you're talking about it being an inner journey that you get to discover so much more. Yes. It's one of the most fun things when you really discover what you really like, what you really enjoy. And when you, and, and, and it, you blossom to me is a good word as we get older. Um, things you like different things, you do different things in under embracing the journey rather than um, making um, an incident or a time period in our life, my whole book, it's going to be a chapter or it's going to be a paragraph in my book as opposed to my whole book. One of the things that has helped me to move forward was getting still and processing but also continuing an outward vision of where I wanted to go, the type of woman I wanted to be, and not necessarily focusing on labels that had been placed or words that had been spoken, but focusing on who I wanted to be while I'm looking inward and processing. But it's not a, it's a process, not a camp. I'm not building a house there. I'm not getting my camp side set up. I'm processing and moving on. So it's not a forever thing to be able to do. It shows up again sometimes, but it's a it's a different process each time. But continuing to keep my eyes forward of the woman that I want to be, as opposed to what happened to me. Yes, and I see uh, sometimes people say, oh, "I don't want to wallow," but it's there is a way to look back, gain more insight, and achieve some kind of resolution within. So I I think that looking back is part of it. And I agree, it's not about wallowing. But I like what you added, the vision, the vision, I have a program called voice your vision. And that uh, is the sense of what you're talking about seeing something that's ahead of you that you want to, well, not that you want to, but that's calling you, I would yes. say. Right. And so you talked about this you know, there there seems to be something that woke you up that you used. Yeah, what was that? How did you go? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what 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 are you referring to? What part? What well, part? <clears throat> you started to go through it. Let's say a transformation process yourself. What mm-hmm. 
what was the what initiated that how did what was the motive for that how did you wake up let's put it that way and say oh I need to do this on myself I need to heal well part of my um part of my story is my faith and my relationship with God that's a main component of why I am where I am today and in I was in a small group where we where I I signed up for to go through, um, it was called search for significance and where do you find your significance? And through that particular group, I did my first really deep inner healing on, um, what had actually happened to me. Um, because at that point in my life, I'm, I'm married and I have two other kids and my husband has adopted my first daughter. And so we look like a perfect family. No one knows my past. No one knows what I've been through. And so it was a, and, and I didn't talk about it to anybody. So it was beginning to really focus on, I want to be the best me I can be. And that was one of the groups that I signed up for that initiated this whole process. Well, speaking of intuition, I think what that must have been playing a part, intuition. My first one was transactional analysis. And when you just talked about uh, that process of discovering and how how it, looked, it felt to you, I saw in your face, what joy you had is that, oh, there's more to me. And that mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I remember feeling that, that there's wow, you know, we have this vast outer space, but there's this vastness of our inner spaces too. You must have a little touch of exploration in your. (laughs) Um, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So yes, I am um, always looking to improve and grow. Uh Yeah. And, and that takes uh, willingness. And also, um, I like, I keep coming back to what you said about intuition, you know, like looking around, who are you attracted to and what's calling you and who, you know, like what kind Mm -hmm. of people and coaches. So let's, let's move into your work as a coach. Um, well, I'm a life mastery coach and I'm the founder of Vibrant Living International. And so I, have two major programs. The first is called turn your baggage into luggage. So you can create the life you dreamed. And it is an accelerated transformational six month program that I work with women to be able to turn their baggage into luggage and be able to repackage it to re re, to be able to use it for something that helps us to walk away from low self-esteem, even self-loathing at times into love and peace and joy and confidence for your future. So that's my first program. And the second one is called Life by Design, Not by Default. And generally speaking, after people complete the first program, they go into that. Now that I've got my luggage packed, I don't know where I want to go. So how do I create a life that I would love? A life by design, not letting it just happen, just happen to me. But what can I do to create the life I would love? And that works with intuition and other spiritual gifts that we have that most people are not utilizing. It's kind of like using a knife the wrong way. We use imagination and intuition all the time, but we usually cut ourselves (laughs) because we use imagination to focus on what I fear. 
what I don't want as opposed oh. to what I do want. And so I, we I hope people just heard that. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm interrupting because I thought what you just said about how imagination, how we're using it is fear. You're right. You're right. And especially around anxiety about speaking yep. up. <laughs> Absolutely. And we imagine it going wrong. And we and imagination works. It's just utilizing it the proper, the right way. So my life by design program goes into that and a whole bunch more. Yeah. I like the idea of uh, baggage, taking out bag my my baggage and opening it up and you know, their bags and looking inside and shaking it out and throwing away stuff and uh, purging, I guess you might say, and then packing what I really want to pack now. And well, when I think of bags, I think about like college students, when they move, they throw everything in a garbage bag and then, you know, just, <laughs> just move. And that's what we move just stuff stuff in bags. But luggage is like, you know, nice, expensive luggage and I'm going somewhere. So it's a much different feeling. Yeah. The other image I have in memory is when uh, uh, children come home and at a break and they unpack or they don't unpack. They just open the suitcase and then it's all over the floor yep. <laughs> spilled and gathering ourselves. And I, I like that. Well, so how do people find you? The easiest way is on my website. All there is um, free resources. I have a free book on the homepage of my website, and it's I, the letter I, vibrantliving.com. Good. And we're nearing the end. So I'd like you to take the space to have some last words that seem to come through you intuitively, maybe. Thank you, Doreen, for everything you do to help people find their voice and to discover who they were really created to be. And so I commend you for what you're doing. As we in this time, I just want you to know that if no one else does, I believe in you. And I would love to support you in any way that I can If and the resources of reaching out to me. One of the tips that my coach said is to get up every day and proceed as, as if success is inevitable. And that statement in itself was one of the things that transformed my life in, in all kinds of ways and is still doing so. Because so many times we get up and go, well, if I do this sales call, they probably won't buy. And if I do this, it won't go well. And so, but get up every day and proceed as if you can't fail. Success is inevitable. And so if you're working through pain right now, just get up every day and say, I won't be here forever. I won't be here forever. It's only period of time. Get up every day and bully and proceed as if success is inevitable. So it's what you focus on is what you create. That's absolutely. Uh, that's what you're saying to us. Thank you so much, Donna, for your time and your wisdom and your great smile. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.